Welcome everyone to the social van Feeling Kyle sick of the bullshit So here they are, represent plus Ready to turn every podcast to dust So sit down and shut the fuck up Cause when and now, fuck your couch Welcome everybody to the social van Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kyle Martinez Bahi. And this is Philip Magana. Welcome to the Social Vent Podcast. And as you can see on the title, we have a special fucking show for you today. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have Mr. Tom Woods back in the house again. Yes, he is. We had an awesome hour and a half interview. Close to about an hour and a half, yeah. And you're only going to get like... 30 minutes of it. <laughs> yes, folks. Unfortunately, we, <laughs> we're we having some technical issues, man. Uh, we apologize for that. But what you will hear is going to be some bomb-ass shit. Um, we touch base on piracy, which is starting to be a huge, huge goddamn problem within the entertainment industry across all spectrums, especially the art world. Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, Tom explains uh, these companies overseas that print his... His work on, you know, on all of it. And you'll hear more of that in, in this interview, too. And it's, fuck, it's fucked up. Like, it's fucked up. You know, he he's somebody that we admire and we, we, we look up to because he makes some bomb-ass shit, man. To the point, folks, where it looks real. I mean, he has perfected his craft, but he, like he says, there's always room for learning. But he's learning the hard way that piracy's a bitch. And... Piracy, yeah, piracy fucking sucks. It really does. And, you know, for us, we try really hard, you know, to, you know, it, we're learning as we go. We're learning about our brand. We're learning about our logo, which is C Plus Studios. Yes. And, you know, we don't want to be, like, going to go do a live show. Then we see some bootlegger outside selling C Plus shit. Oh, no, he'll get a C Plus ass whooping. Oh. I'm not even playing. He'll get a straight up he or she. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do not differentiate between genders when you come to bootlegging bullshit. Goddamn right. <laughs> so, I, I really hope you enjoy the interview. It, it was a, it was a, it was a pleasure. It, it really it was. was. It was fun. And you know, Tom Wood, you can go catch him at TomWoodFantasyArt.com. Uh, we'll have more uh, after you listen to the interview. Yes, All we right? will. Yes, we will. We have a special guest, fearless Tom Wood. He is back in the motherfucking house, and he has graced us with his beautiful presence. It's good to be here. Uh, we did this last year, and it was I had so much fun. I couldn't wait when you uh, said, come back on the show. I was like, let's do it. Let's get back to it. It was a lot of glad fun. Glad to have you back. Seriously, glad to have you back. That was a fun interview. It really was. That was. And, you know, we're going to jump right into it, jump into the nitty-gritty. We're going to talk about some fucking snakes. We're going to talk about something that, you know, has been upsetting you and it's uh, poisoning the, the jungle world because of it's called piracy. And it affects, affects everybody, but it really affects a lot of the artists in our community and even outside our community. But uh, piracy is um, a big problem when it comes to artists because um, outside the United States, there's no trademark regulations that sticks overseas. So, um, and of course, the internet is international. So, if you post stuff, it could be grabbed in China, Indonesia, um, Vietnam, and th- these guys will use your artwork without permission and without compensation. You know, twenty-four hours a day for the next forever, and there's nothing that you can do about it. There's no 
U.S. trademark laws that can protect us from that. So you have to be really careful. And uh, the best thing to do is just try to inform your fans, as far as I've found. Everything else I've done legally has just been a huge roadblock. It costs a lot of money, and it seems to go nowhere. The only people that make money is the lawyers and and uh, the pirates. So Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, and as we were talking over the course of a few of uh, a couple of weeks, you know, we uh, I was telling you when I was a, a kid on the re- the reservation, I was seeing that shit. And I was just I, I my I didn't know, you know, I was just like, oh, shit, ICP shit. Oh, this is cool. But not knowing that these these fuckers were taking stuff. And, you know, you were telling me those 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 dudes are easier to go after. People that knew that there was a market, there, they would see it, they would go back to their shop take some artwork and then replicate it as close as they could, usually not as good, and then sell that as bootleg bootleg stuff. And uh, I'm sure, you know, um, Rob and uh, Joe Bruce have told me stories about how they had to, used to have to go after guys outside the shows that were that were uh, selling their stuff. So right. uh, it's a lot different game now. Uh, you can go after those guys, and U.S. trademark laws are really strict these days. Even on Facebook, you know, they try to – they will eventually go after these guys and pull down their ads, but that product and that website are still out there. I can pull down a Facebook ad, but I can't pull down their website. It's going to just stay there. So anyway, yeah, back then you could send you could send in a team, confiscate all their stuff, and shut them down. That's inside the states. Now it's all done overseas. It's all done. Um, like you'll see, I'm sure you'll probably put some of that stuff up. Like the there's hoodies and bed sheets or and um. Uh, robes and stuff that have all over prints of my artwork on it. And it looks great. I have to admit it. Pretty kick-ass stuff. But uh, they make um, money off of your stuff. Yeah, they are. They're, they, they took my stuff. And also, I'm going to throw this in there, that it was a little bit of my fault because on my old website, people said, you know, you need to watermark that. You're putting it up there too high resolution. I'm like, yeah, but I want the fans to see the detail. And what that did is it really opened a door for pirates because the stuff was successful and it, you know, it went viral in several cases and the pirates found it. They went to my site. They just down started downloading, you know, not good enough for production for us, but as far as what they were using it for, it was better than they could hope for. And they right. have made a ton of money off, off that stuff. So since then I have redone the website. Um, it's much smaller resolution, too small for production of any kind, except for maybe, you know, personal use for your you know screensaver on your phone or something but uh, well, that's, that's what i use mine for like when you released the fearless fred fury i was like yes i have to have that in my background because that shit is sick <laughs> i wanted you know it wanted it big enough where if one of the juggalos say you know i'm a big tomwood fan i wanted i want to see a huge malenko across my shoulder that they've got material to do that i don't need to get paid for that and somebody's wants to honor me with permanently, you know, emblazing one of my graphics on their part of their body. I'm proud of that. I'm I'm perfectly good for that. But still, several juggalos will email me or uh, message me and ask permission, which I think is is really sweet. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's uh, free to use for tattoos and stuff like that. I'm great with that. Cool. Yeah, I love I personally was going to get one and I, I remember bringing your work to an artist here in town and they're like, uh, that is too like surreal. And I was like, so you're saying you can't do it. And they're like, they're like, uh, maybe we can do that. They're like stumbled. I was just like, that's how you know he's a fucking great artist when this other artist is like, 
holy shit, I can't do this. Your <laughs> work is great, bro. It really is, man. That's that's crazy for tattoo artists to actually say, I don't know if I can do this. This is this is too good. I'm like, well, find me someone who can. <laughs> there are some out there that can. I've I've been um, able to go and judge the tattoo contest at uh, the gathering for the past three years, and that's been a huge event there. And some of the tattoos, you know, of course, they're showing me a lot of my own artwork, which is probably some bonus points in the back of my mind when they do that. <laughs> um, they, um, some artists out there can definitely school it. You know, um, um, the guy that's one of the last couple of years, um, Andy and, and Dustin Lane and these guys, they've got several Tomwood tattoos. In fact, it's just a Tomwood collection of tattoos on them. And they're the artists that they found to do it have done a great job. Cool. But um, but back to the piracy thing uh, at the end, I was saying that um, a lot of this place, and there's one company in specifically that's called uh, 3D All Over, and these guys will put out ads on Facebook. They'll go to like Rock and Roll Fandom or Rock and Roll, and um, they'll buy ads through that company, and then they'll sell these hoodies and they'll sell these robes and stuff like that. And if you Google, you know, ICP, you know, merchandise, it'll come up. Um, and you can show some of that stuff on the on the podcast or on the YouTube video, but uh, you know there's there's just shit tons of it out there. And um, what they do is they'll take your money. Let's say sixty dollars for this hoodie is what I've seen, and they'll print out a, a pattern with it already plotted, and then they sew that hoodie together one at a time, and they'll ship it straight from Indonesia all the way to San Francisco, Sacramento, anywhere in the United States, and um, you know. But they can do that over there for, you know, they'll have five bucks in that hoodie and they'll have $60. And if you read the small tie or the fine print, um, there's no returns on this stuff. You know, they, if you're very unhappy with it, they may send you another one if the quality's not good. But uh, there's no, you're not getting your money back. Once it leaves these shores, it's gone for good. So I would rather see that money um, say here, use it on something that's licensed. Buy, you know, what Psychopathic Merch has or go to my website and buy, if you want some Tomwood Fantasy Art, you know, buy it straight from, you know, TomwoodFantasyArt.com. That's the only real way to, um, you know, to make sure that the artists are getting their money. And if right. you're, uh, if anything's in question, just ask. You know, all these artists that I know, like Jacob Cook, Straight Legs, or Insane E, or... Our Norris, uh, these underground artists that have um, have a lot of merchandise out there. Just ask them; they're all super sweet people. You know, they they usually answer you within an hour and just let you know: is this real or is someone ripping you off? So, never hurts to ask. And some people are afraid to ask; they just would rather just take shortcuts and be done with it, and that sucks. Yeah, well, and they assume that you know if he's. If he's out there, if he's at Goja, he's he's got money. You know, I'm not worried about Tom Wood, and that's, I guess that that's fair. But um, it's not just me; it's it's an entire community. Uh, you know, I'd rather see if they uh, if they were here from the beginning of the sketch process over the next week of me laboring over this piece to put it out there. And if you appreciate it, then you know, send that show your appreciation, making sure that the money goes to the a, a normal licensed company. Like the credit cards that are out there that's got, you know, I had to convince Billy Bill to let me license these things because I don't do anything with Insane Clown Posse without their permission, you know, because even though it's my artwork, it was inspired from their characters. So they own that intellectual property. I may have illustrated um, the Ringmaster 
20 times, but he's still the ringmaster. He's still, you know, that image or that that, that character is theirs. So I have to be respectful of them and make sure I show them, in a, you know, in the right way that they're happy with and they get their cut. So that's all, you know, deal in, you know, deals in the background that make sure that everything's on the straight and narrow, that we move forward as a, you know, as a family. And uh, going into that, I remember like, it, you know, when people say like, oh, well, they got money. It's kind of like, bitch, listen here. Like when I asked you, I said, hey, if if we asked you for a certain piece of us, you know, three guys, you explained it to me, how much is going to cost and how much the time goes into drawing three people and, you know, doing something unique. You You told me how long it takes and all that time. Time is money. Yes, it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, you know, that's why I don't understand when people are like, oh, well, he's rich. He doesn't have to deal with them. But, like, but you got to understand, he puts his love and passion into something. And the fact that you're coming in just fucking taking it, you know, that that's just not right, in my opinion. Yeah. For uh, 25 years, and it's been great. But, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not swimming in. You know, I've got a, I've got a um, daughter that just turned 18. She's going to the University of Arkansas next year. You know, and that's $25,000 a year to send the kid to college these days. It's a lot of money that, uh, you know, that I don't have just sitting there. This artwork, you know, in this business pays for, you know, this house, this office, the college. And, um, you know, so it's, um, it's felt, you know, when you lose $10,000 a year, $20,000 a year on piracy. So that's, you know, that's, uh, just something that needed to be put out there and let everyone know that, you know, there's, I don't know any artists that are just super rich. It's just, that's not the way it works. Yeah. Todd McFarlane's Spawn fame. Yeah. He, he's not as good as you. That's real. Seriously. I'm not saying that to be kissing ass. He's, he's not as good as you. I've seen his paintings and, uh, you could probably do Spawn better than him. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get asked a lot of times to do comic book characters. And of course I don't have the relationship with, Marvel or or um, spawns people or yeah, be uh-huh. able to do that stuff. I need to when I spend a week building something, I need to be able to know that I can sell it. You know, I right. have the permission to go out and re- recreate that stuff. But if you looked at Tom with fantasy art, you'll see that on the fantasy art side, it's all mythical creatures that really are owned by no one. You know, like dragons, uh, mm-hmm. Greek mythology, you know, stuff like that that has been out there for centuries, and you know, it's just open to anyone that wants to create that kind of stuff. If you start doing Batman and start selling it, DC will be at your door pretty quick. I can assure you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they will. They ain't fucking around over at DC because no. they lost a lot of money with all the crappy movies they put out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. no. Poor DC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of comic books and artists, you know, we touched on it a little bit last time, but, you know, what, did, what was your favorite comic book? My favorite comic book. Uh, my favorite comic book as a kid was Savage Sword of Conan, and that's because when I was a kid, I read Robert E. Howard. Yes. Um, you know, he had, was a great. Um, he really created the entire Hyborian Age and that kind of mythical, you know, uh, realm, which was just magical to me. So I, I got into Robert E. Howard, read all the books, and then I discovered Savage Sword of Conan, and uh, and this was probably when I was sixteen, seventeen. Oh. Oh, you got a comic. You got yeah, one. Yeah, he's got one. You know he does. But like, if you could see, here's a couple. These are from the '80s because I collected these. Oh shit! Back when I was a kid. But you know, when you see like Joe Jusco was one of my favorite 
illustrators. And he would do Bro, the I got that issue. Oh, really? Shit. I got that in my in my box. Yeah, I got <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, this thing is from I think this is from 88 or 89. Yeah, 80, uh, 89. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can see this right here. This is just really see this is what I wanted to do was was the covers. Like the the artwork inside, I'm like, oh my god, I just want to kill myself looking at all the art the work there. I just wanted to do this. You know, this is the piece that I wanted to do for for comic books. Yeah. That's how why I got into the, you know, more realistic Frank Frazetta looking and all of us, all of us artists that do fantasy artwork. Frank Frazetta's the man. Frank Frazetta. Frank Frazetta. And if you don't recognize the name, I can assure you that you will recognize this piece if I can find it. You you geeked out hard, though. You're like, oh shit. I got, I got, I got that same issue. I have one from a. It was a reprint called Red Nails. That was my complete adaptation right from the Robert E. Howard books. But some of these <laughs> were written solely just for the comic book. The Red uh, Nails was one of Robert E. Howard's stories, which made it so awesome, you know? That was a creepy story. But yeah, Robert, um, Frank Rosetta did a lot of the, uh, a lot of the Conan covers for, um, for Robert E. Howard's books from Ace Books. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was an easy, you know, and this is another one where Conan's fighting the Frost Frost Giants. Uh, another great piece. Oh. And his most, uh, his most, uh, I want to say, I want to say his most imitated cover ever, Death Dealer. That's what I'm trying to find, Bill. You <laughs> I tried, I tried copying that one time, and oh, it was horrible. <laughs> I it's can not- draw stick figures. That's what my mind would look like—a stick figure, like a triangle horse with a square, a triangle horse face, square body, and I don't know what the hell the figure was. It was something, man. <laughs> A lot of people seen this on the cover of Molly Hatchet back in the late 70s. Yeah. So, yeah, if you see that, that's the piece that I saw in this in Walmart when I was a kid, when they were, when Molly Hatchet came out with that. And uh, I was like, I just stared at that cover for, for forever. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> didn't buy the album. I didn't have any money. But, yeah, I was a Frank Rosetta fan from then on. And, you know, everyone else from, you know, Boris – that you've seen in the past, you know, everyone Boris knows. Boris yes. Boris Vallejo, exactly. He's he's an excellent artist, but, you know, his stuff was definitely based off a Frazetta-esque look. You know, yes. Frazetta is definitely the grandfather of this look. Let me see. There's, the thing I didn't like about Boris's stuff is he was a little too polished. Find something that's not too sexual. <laughs> you know, hey, we like sex on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, well, I, I can show you some stuff then. Cool. Hell yeah. Right here. You know, you've seen this before. Yeah. Very, yeah. very creative, very polished. And uh, the thing about Presented, you know, he had a looser. It was a little bit loose. He would tighten in right there and the point that he wanted your eyes to go to and everything else would start to loosen up as it went away from that point. So, and I've, I'm so um, detail oriented. I haven't been able to let go like that. When I started detailing stuff, I just, I put so much detail on shit that doesn't need to be there. Um, if you go to my Facebook page or my uh, Instagram page, Tom with fantasy art um, on Instagram, there's pictures of, that I posted of Ouija that, uh, you know, I closed in on his face cause he's small on the print, but if you zoom in on the face where no one sees it, you can see the water running down his head and breaking on the wrinkles in his forehead you know, you can see every eyelash shit that no one's ever going to see or don't, you know, 
don't care to see. But if you, you know, really into detail like I am, then, you know, that stuff's really impressive to you. So that's that's kind of why it takes me a week to do an illustration. And that's why it costs so much. When you do uh, when you do your coloring, do you use traditional paints like acrylics and stuff like that? Or are you more into the digital? I can't I, I can't I can't remember. When I first started out, it was all airbrushing with acrylic paints. And uh, that was a lot of fun. I definitely trained myself on how to draw hand-eye coordination when it comes to illustration back then. And then when Photoshop came along and layers came along and being able to cut masks, just like we cut Frisk back in the old days. When I say the old days, I mean the 90s. Um, <laughs> it, digital became a lot faster. Um, right. Instead, when I would end up, I would paint till 2 o'clock and then I would clean my airbrush, my needles, everything for the next, you know, two hours before I could finally go to sleep at night. Right. And then when Photoshop came along, I could hit, you know, Command S, save, shut it down and just, you know, hit the sack. And I was like, I'm sold. This is this is the way to do it. And also in, in the licensing world, being able to reformat stuff quickly on a digital file mm-hmm. and send it to a client makes it make business a lot easier than having to scan, you know, a high risk scanner of an actual piece, of an actual physical piece. Now, the downside of that is I don't have a lot of originals that hang on the wall that I can say, okay, you know, I can sell this piece for $20,000 or because it's not, you know, it doesn't, doesn't physically exist. Only the thing, the only thing that exists is the pencils. When I first did the original pencils, I keep all those. And uh, usually Rob, uh, Rob Bruce will say, hey, bring one of those and auction it at the gathering. And I'll do that, you know, for those guys. But most of those I, I keep for myself. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's smart. That, that's that, that's a good thing. You start doing like Alex Ross when he does his uh, Marvel comic covers and DC covers, just auction them off for big money. His, pen, yeah. his pencils are worth money right now, man. If you don't know who Alex Ross is, this is Alex Ross. Yes, I have that book. Oh. <laughs> See, there's mythology. And then they and then he just came out with um, Marvelocity. Marvelocity is one that it's all hit. It's every single cover that he's done for Marvel, every character design he did for Marvel, which, uh, oh, they're going to start using his character design he did for 2000. I still got that issue <laughs> of uh, Wizard. Uh, they're going to start using his designs for the X-Men. You, you know, it blows my mind, Tom, that wh- why hasn't why haven't you – why hasn't DC or Marvel, like, reached out to you? Yeah, I'm because serious. I'm you're just – you're thing. on the same level as Alex. You know what I mean? I, that's – I believe that 100%. Like, I would love to see your interpretation of Batman. You know, I'd be like, ah, you know, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> when I made the decision when I was 29 to pack up – because I lived in Connecticut. I was only 30 minutes away from New York City. And – um yeah. You know, I made all my connections there and then decided when it was time to start my family, I was going to come back to Arkansas and live on the farm, be a little quieter, simpler life. You know, I didn't need to make as much money at that point. Um, And um, I just wanted my family to be safe and be raised in the same environment as I did. And that was on a cattle farm, which I have. At the same time, the downside of that is I don't have access to the same people. You know, I have... When I'm here on in Arkansas, it's either I'm talking trucks or guns or cows. You know, that, when I go to the gathering, we talk about art, we talk about music, and that's great. The people that that I'm around when I go to New York and stuff like that, those are the kind of connections that you need to have to be able to break into a, a place like Marvel in DC. So uh, be prepared if you're a you know an upcoming artist, be prepared to move to the cities and make those connections. 
before, you know, if you eventually want to, you know, do your own thing and get out from underneath, you know, punching a time clock every day and, and uh, do art for a living, you've got to go to the city because that's where, uh, that's where the, you know, that's where the business is. Once you make those connections, you can, you can back out. But at the same time, you know, you may miss future opportunities that you would have had if I would have stayed in the city. You know, and yeah. I, I think, I think too, like, uh, like you said, you know, cause you said you'd rather do the covers and not the inside. Is it just because there's a lot of detail on the inside? You're like, fuck, you got to break down all these panels and stuff like that. I spend more time on conceptualizing what that, what that angle is going to look like or what my visual is going to look like. Once I do my pencils, that's where all the creative comes, you know, what's the pose going to look like? What's the face? How's it going to be turned? Is it, you know, when I did Fred, when I did this Fred piece, you know, how's the hand going to be coming over? How's flip going to be coming out of his, you know, out of his skin pocket in the chest, you know, all that stuff is all broken down and the shading studies are done in pencil. And once the pencils are done, it's all mechanics. It's all, you know, this is the way it looks. The light's coming from this direction. So I'm going to paint him here. There's going to be a hard light here. And there's going to be a secondary light coming from this way. And once you figure all that shit out, then it's just painting it. You know, it's just hours and hours. But the creative part is all in the, in the concepts. And when it comes to those little panels, you know, I would, spend, I would be spending way too much time on each panel. How is it going to look? You know, what's going to look good? And um, yeah, that, that sounds like George Perez. That's why he finally had to kind of semi-retire because he was putting way too much. Detail. Have you ever seen George Perez drawings in the old comic books? He goes into detail very, very hardcore, man. I mean, he would get done. That's what. That's why he had to have like two or three inkers on his on his artwork because he <laughs> he put like little minute details. Like um, he did a uh, Wonder Woman. He drew Wonder Woman for for like five years. He had to have a team of inkers after a while because his, you know, on the armor, he would go like just into like the little nooks and dance and everything, like the little tiny stuff. And back in the day, you know, when I was looking at when I graduated high school on my, um, what is it when you have when you graduate, you're gonna you have this um, sort of future prospect of what you what you do that you write. Like, you know, he 20 years from now he's working for mine was Marvel Comics. That's who I always wanted to work for, but. Yeah, once I heard that they were paid by the page, and I'm like, man, I'm going to starve to death if I get work. Back <laughs> All right, how the fuck was that interview? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. He's a crack up, man. Yeah, Tom, you know, there's so much more to that conversation that I really wish you got all got to hear. But man, and you know, we, I tried so hard to salvage that. Yes, you did. Thank you. You tried. You tried your damnedest. But there was something happened. We don't know. It's it's you no know, connections. Bad connections happen once in a while, folks. And we do apologize. But hopefully, Tom said maybe a couple weeks, maybe by the month or so down the road, we can go, we're going to go for part three. Goddamn right. And, you know, he 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 really likes us. So we we really like having him on. And man, I spent two fucking hours editing. That shit, bro. I, I mean, a dear sweet baby Jesus, that was ugh. Now to get to give people just of what it sounded like, are we going to put it? Go ahead and put the video on YouTube. No, um, you know, if if I, I'm gonna keep on playing with the rest of the conversation. Shit, we might even do another. I might have a like part two of this interview. You know what I can save, right? But, you know, I, I sat there and I listened to the whole thing front to back and cleaned up this and cleaned up that. 
and I tried so stinking hard, man, and it was a lot of work. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You put a lot of time and effort into that. But yeah. next time. Yeah. Next time. So, but um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's uh, the social event for this week. I hope you enjoyed. You know, we're looking for more interviews down the road. I got a couple uh, up my sleeve, and uh, hopefully they work out. And me, we don't have yeah, me too. You yeah. do too, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we both. Me we too. both, we both do, boy. Uh, we, especially, especially with a certain. Uh, I'm trying to trying to talk him into doing this around to a certain big old black chocolate sexy wrestler. Motherfucker. I wouldn't know who you're talking about. Well, you'll see. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, you like which one? <laughs> Go to cplusstudios.com for all your C plus needs. Also, uh, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us. We're, we're all over the place. Even our personal accounts, if you want to go say what's up. Exactly. I mean, as some, some of y'all do reach out to us. We do have. Um, we do have some interesting conversations going going on with some of y'all right now. It's some very sexy interesting shit. Too. Yeah, hell yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. But uh, they, oh 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 oh, someone's calling. Uh, someone's trying to call. Hey. hey 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 hey. But yeah, go to cplusstudios.com and you can get all your C plus needs. You can also find Phil's book. You know, part two is on the way. Part two is on the way. I'm uh, waiting for my editor to finish just a few more things, and it's gonna be out. Fuck yes. All right. I can't wait. This one's going to blow up. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> because, uh, remember that music thing? Yes. It's coming. And oh, ooh. I can't wait. I can't say anything. We can't say anything yet, folks. I can't say shit. Um, also, much love the Carnival Spirits for showing us some love with that Juggalo vlog. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you very much. You, if you guys, uh, if all you listeners, you should go check out their shit. All their videos are fucking dope. Uh, they're doing this thing called Juggalo Takeover 2.0, and they're hooking up all the Juggalos who have uh, special projects and whatnot. So you should go check them out, man. They, they, they've shown us love twice. Twice. Thank you, guys. Twice. Guess what? Four times over. It's going to be thrice. Hey. So I can't tell you what that uh, thing is, because all the Juggalo vlogs I do for them are exclusively for their page. Um, and if you want to see them, you can go check out uh, on their on Carnival Spirits on YouTube, or if you want to see the ones I've done that have been getting really fucking popular. Yeah, they are. Um, yes, they are. Uh, thank you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started this thing just... I, I don't know why I started it. What, the Juggalo Vlog? The Juggalo Vlog. I, you, just, you just started doing it one day. Yeah, and I, I told the story of like how I became a Juggalo and how a certain date changed my life, and now like... I'm get, getting hit up by by some dope ass ninjas. Like, hey, can you review my shit? Hey, can you review my shit? I'm like, oh, my opinion matters. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. No, I'm fucking with you. With no. you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm a little bit animated. It's all right. It's all right. It's all good. It's the, all the, right. the Jack Black of the Juggalo world. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that shit cracked me up. I was like, what? Yeah. That. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of ninjas out there, and I, I thank you, and I'm 100% juggalo. I'm not trying to be putting wool over anybody's eyes, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, sometimes people will think that, like, oh, well, you're just trying to grab another audience. Phil right here knows I've been a juggalo for, for a long ass time. I still remember the one day he was, we were working together, and he, what you think about ICP? Nah, I said, fuck them. He, the look of murder in his eyes. Oh, my goodness. Well, you, well, you, don't, you, don't, you don't like ICP? And then he had explained to me, folks. I he he went to the detail about ICP. 
the juggalo and, world and the whole juggalo world and i understand better it's just they're just two big ass kids living out there living out their world man that's all it is and much props to them they're just it's their world they're sharing it with everyone they didn't expect the fucked up split i still think that's stupid because that's because the juggalo family is such a tight-knit family i'm like god damn how did one motherfucker completely separate them and i hate to say it like that but that's what happened and you know we don't know too much of the details, but that's no. that's what happens. Yeah, that's that's, that's business, what happens. man. You, you can't mix business and pleasure sometimes. No, you can't. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, cplusstudios.com. Like and subscribe and share this motherfucker with everybody because we make it noise. Yes, we are. Uh, we 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 have been getting so much love lately on Instagram and shit like that, and we've been blowing the fuck up. Yes, I wish the same could be said for Facebook, but you know what? You know how I feel about Facebook now. I know how you feel about Facebook. <laughs> I feel a lot of the same way. I, love I hear you, I bro. love Instagram more. Me, me too. Oh, Instagram, you, all the Instagram fans, thank you. You guys are fucking wonderful. Yeah, so uh, check it out. Mr. Tom Wood, thank you again. Thank you, sir. Alright, when in doubt, fuck, fuck your couch. couch. Call it justifiable homicide Better pack your bags cause you're going for a ride You creating misery, just ain't gonna slide This ain't an act of revenge or an act of pride Sometimes I just don't know Wanna bang my head against a telephone pole Cracking a nug, wanna be thug Here's a slug, does that feel fake? Wait Bugs crawling all over me from the stench Love the suspense, blood drenched From my wrist to piss Cause America got me on some dumb shit Push me to this killer attitude Walk up to any dude who wanna act rude Rip off his eyelids, prove you'll see me forever and always Coming out strong like bombs upon your lawn I'm never calm cause I cause harms in my palms I'm like damn cause I come away too hard Like a hundred yards over two hundred acre farm Ha 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 I laugh at your ass while I pass the grass To get trashed they get a smashed He he what you know about me Motherfucker you don't know about the big bad beast I kill and kill spill guts murderously Surgery couldn't fix my urge to be All haters that are fake to me Like the lies of the judge straight say to me It's Justified homicide. That's the story of a juggalo. Justified homicide. That's the story of a juggalo lie. Call it justifiable homicide. Better pack your bags, cause you're going for a ride. You creating misery, just ain't gonna slide. This ain't an act of revenge or an act of pride. Today is something beyond comprehension. They're all pretending, remembering why I hate people. Man, fuck the Beatles. Too many sequels, remakes on top of that. So the neck of a brat living on their parents on the five. Justifiable homicide, you think? I'll drink the blood out their skulls Yeah, go, go down the hall Look in those mirrors and see the fear Then know I'm here to end your career People fuck with my mind Then try to rewind All the times we drank before we got high But I stay fly like a cloud Up in the sky like little ants scavengers Little mice go on, little mouse ta 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 talk the talk When you step to this, I come hot off the block When I stop on the spot, try to pop off the drop Wait, hold up, just a minute straight up I walk I'll hit.
Remarkably fast okay, in hey, the detritus of the soft, cool. damp earth. 